0: Why do we look up to Martin Luther King as one of the greatest people in history? This is Chris Nelson. You're listening to Imagination live on Spreaker and also coming to you live on Facebook Live. And so why do we look at Martin Luther King as being one of the greatest people in history because really if you're looking at it in terms of it's the most important thing is to live a long life, die when you're in your 90s, do everything you possibly can your entire life to stay completely safe and to not have any danger, um, and, be, and live, live a long, long life. Really, if that was the key, if that was the most important thing, then Martin Luther King was a failure. Because he died when he was like 33 years old. Or somewhere around there. Jesus died on the cross at about 33 years old. If you're just looking in terms of living a long life, that is not... What we judge a person and whether they were successful and whether they were effective, that's not what we look at. We look at what that person did with their life. We look at what effect did they have on this earth while they were here. We look at these things because the most important thing is that we were created in God's image. And the most important thing is that we were all placed here on earth with a plan for our lives. And we were all, and we're all subject to a certain amount of danger. Now, when we go out to go about and do what God put us on earth here to do, Almost all the time, actually 100% of the time, it's going to involve some type of danger, whether it's danger to the human body, whether it's uh, financial danger, uh, whether it's just quitting a job and trusting in God or going and standing up for something you believe in, in the face of extreme resistance, it's going to be dangerous in some ways people that go to war, people that go and fight for our country, they are put themselves they're putting themselves in danger. People who start businesses, they are putting themselves in danger. And people just just looking for God's purpose in your life, it does not mean that being a pastor or something necessarily. God could have put you here on this earth to open a new business and to do that for your life. God could have put you here on earth in order to cut hair. God put could have put you here on earth for a whole bunch of different things. But when it comes down to it, doing that one thing that God puts you here to do, it will always involve some amount of risk and some amount of danger. And I've been thinking a lot lately just about the human soul. And this has been a a very interesting week. It's just so awesome to see with the reopen movement all the people that want to see the United States of America reopened. All the amount of people that want to that want to be able to make their own decisions about how they should wash their hands or wear a mask or do all these things that we're being told to do. Uh, The amount of people that want to have to take back that right to make that decision for ourselves. It's just so awesome. I was just waiting for this groundswell to pop up, but what's great is I've started another podcast called the reopen America podcast. You can find it here on Spreaker and in other places. And each week, actually a couple times, every day last week I did an interview with somebody from the reopen movements around the country and we were at a rally yesterday did a live podcast from there but this gives the opportunity to I want to focus on the spiritual part of the whole thing and I really want to, to dig deeper into this. And in 2 Corinthians 3.7, seven says, Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? I know it's 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 crazy what he's saying here. But what he's saying here is that the, the law of Moses that uh, the Israelites were living by just brought condemnation and death because they couldn't live up to it. It was just constant frustration. I keep trying to do these things, but I can't do them. I I keep, uh, these are the things I want to do, but what I end up doing is the opposite of them. And the law just continuously showed them that they were rotten human beings and couldn't get things right and couldn't do things right. And it really ultimately then led to death. But then what the surpassing glory is is the glory of jesus christ that we don't have to live up to that law anymore and then it goes on to verse 12 therefore since we have such a hope we are very bold we are not like moses who will put a veil over his face to prevent the israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away but their minds were made dull who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. There's a lot there. And what is so, when it comes to reopening, there is, I've seen something bigger from the beginning with the whole virus thing and then the, all the worldwide shutdowns that were coming and people that were saying that we shouldn't be going out and even something, even something like going to the beach. Well, you don't need the beach. Or going to the gym. You don't need the gym. And it got into these people telling other people what they do and don't need. Why do you think exercise exists? Why do you think the beach exists? Why did God give us beauty here on earth? Why is there beauty here on earth? And why are we allowed to why are we allowed to have fun? Why did God could have created us all these cookie cutter identical cardboard cutouts of each other but he created everybody to be different. He created people with certain senses of humors, he created people with uh, no sense of humor. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, he created all sorts of different people. He gave us enjoyment where we we have we can enjoy ourselves. He gave us laughter and laughter so great do you know that with these shutdowns, actually, in some of these laws, public laughter is banned? Well, you might laugh and germs might come out. and We live in a dangerous world. Because on the other side of that, there's all this enjoyment and all these things and all this stuff that we can do. But then on the other side of that, there's danger. Well, you know, when you go in the ocean, you can get bit by a shark. You can get into a car accident. Nobody likes this car accident comparison, or some people don't have a problem with this car accident comparison. But uh, it's, there are a lot of dangers out there. So why is it that we, we live in a world that has all these, that has a whole bunch of good, a whole bunch of enjoyment, a little tiny taste of heaven, but then there's also all these dangers? out there there's there's certain there's risks involved with just about everything and bringing it back to martin luther king should our ultimate goal be the maximum number of years we can live at earth now this goes back to ethical questions and things like utilitarianism and john Stuart mill and stuff like that uh but because there's there's a real ethical thing and it's what's great is ethics professors, if they're being intellectually honest at any secular university, will tell you that there is no system of ethics outside of there being an existence of God. There's there's no – none of the other ethical systems that have been put forth, um, utilitarianism, pragmatism, all these things, none of them uh, can – at the end of it, there's always the question of why. Why? So without God, it's really impossible to have a, a proper ethical um you know construct but the th- when it comes to things like so there's enjoyment and then there's danger and let me ask you this if there's people that are suffering in the world is it right for us to go and have a beach day where we enjoy ourselves should we be constantly fe- be feeling guilty about people that are hurting and so then not enjoying ourselves but you know, in, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but in Ecclesiastes, so- Solomon puts it well, that basically the best I can do, everything in life is meaningless. So that the best I can do is to just enjoy my the fruit of my labor, enjoy my wife until I die. Dave, uh, here, Here's a good one. David. When he came back with the Ark of the Covenant, he was dancing and laughing and having fun and and enjoying himself, and uh, Michael, Saul's daughter, who was one of the people that he married, got all upset, like, how could you be dancing around like that in front of everybody after uh, all the things that people have been going through? You know, how could you be doing that? That's wrong. And my answer to the question is this. We have a spirit and that spirit is something, this is what separates us from animals. That spirit is the way we were created in God's image. We have the ability to, to go out and, and start a business and earn money. We have the ability to uh, to create. We have this creative, artistic um. Uh, ability that that takes risks and then we also have the ability to enjoy the fruits of our labor and enjoy ourselves and then laugh and have fun and interact with each other socially and i saw from the beginning that everything in these worldwide shutdowns has been aimed center right at the human spirit and crushing it and killing it now the question is should we be willing to have the human spirit crushed in order to save let's say 10 lives is it worth everybody is it worth let's see 30,000 people having their spirits crushed to save five lives I, that's that's a real question is it worth if um 10 lives will be saved is it worth ruining three hundred thousand people financially this is the question because some people say yes some people say yeah it is well as long as it's not their spirit but some people say no The bottom line is, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. In order to have boldness, there needs to be a hope behind it. And without God, there is no hope. And the veil that was over Moses, Paul uses this to, to compare to Moses with the veil that covered his face when he come down, came down from the mountain after he was in God's presence to the veil that covers people's hearts now that haven't turned to the Lord. And only God can remove that veil. It's not something I can remove. It's not something they can remove. Only God can remove that veil and open people's eyes. And then where the, and then the Spirit of the Lord can enter them. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, anything to me that restricts freedom that pushes to, whether in the name of safety, in the name of anything, anything that pushes against freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So anywhere where there isn't freedom, the Spirit of the Lord is not. That's why anytime something pushes against freedom, anytime something is at odds with things that are in human nature, Wanting to better ourselves, wanting to have enjoyment, wanting to take risks and become what god has created us to be anything that stifles that having relationships with each other being close to each other having bonds with each other anything that stifles that i want to take a very good look at where it's coming from and what's going on because right now i'm seeing a direct attack from satan and it's not the virus the virus is not the attack the virus would be like the catalyst but i'm seeing an attack a major spiritual battle that is taking place right now and it's for the very souls of people and yeah yeah chris this has been going on for a long time yeah it has been going on for a long time but this this goes this goes way beyond anybody being able to go to the beach this goes way beyond anybody being able to operate their business this goes way beyond anybody going to church because what this is is a there is a direct assault right now on the human soul the human spirit and there is a coordinated effort going on across the world to crush that spirit to keep us apart, to divide us. And then the dividing has beginning, beginning to start. Like people getting mad at each other because you think we should open and you, you want to walk outside your house without a mask and you want to do this and you want to do that. There's that dividing going on now. And I, the only thing I can think of, and I'm not a doomsday end of the earth kind of guy. But the only thing I can think of with such a strong coordinated effort coming straight out of the pit of hell, I can only think that there must be something major going on in the heavenlies right now. Because in the heavenlies, there are battles that go on. There are battles that actually get fought in the heavenlies. If you read about in Revelation, you read all about this, about battles that happen, about uh, a spirit spiritual wars that go on and then uh, Satan being cast down to earth and things like that it, with the only thing that I can think of was such a global effort aimed at right at the human spirit because it's not our it's not in our nature to be stuffed in our homes it's not in our nature to be not social with each other, it is not in our nature to be to have masks on, these masks that you can't see people smile anymore. Look, I look beyond, like, okay yeah, the germs and stuff, blah blah blah. I look beyond that. You can't see people smiling now. All you see when you walk around the store is down cases. Just a dour, sad atmosphere. no laughing suspicion of each other. This isn't the spirit of the Lord. This is and, and I know people oh people will say, well you're not being scientific. You're being, I mean, this is about germs. This is about not spreading the virus. I don't believe by that for one minute. These masks are designed to cover your smiling face. That's what they're for. All right, call me crazy. Fine. I can take it. After all the things that I've been called over the past couple days for going to that rally, I can take a little bit of, you know, call me crazy. But, banning laughter, keeping you from going to church, cover your face so you can't smile, no smiling at people, no hugging people, no shaking hands because we had um, three more people died today of the virus. Don't you know that? uh, People die of things every day though. Dr. Phil was right on about what he said. I mean, I, I I said that in the beginning that we allow for cars to be on the road, even though we know it's gonna result in a certain amount of deaths. There's no calls to ban cars. And I I see the the you know the the you know, people are coming out that like to impose their will on other people and 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 oh well you need to be doing this and I'm going to report you for that and and this is, and and that's wrong and 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 I, I just I just see this coordinated effort right now coming straight from the pit of hell and it's going straight against the human spirit straight against the human spirit and and I see I don't look at co- at cause effect when 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 there's something going on, I don't look at, oh, oh well, well, look, look, this is what's causing all this. I look at the result. I look at, I don't, when, when a, a policy comes out, a political policy comes out, I don't look at the intentions of it. I look at what happens because of it. And then I look at what happens because of it, and I assume that's what that person that passed that law or whatever wanted to see happen. And right now, you're getting a great little socialist utopia out there. People are angry. People have a lot of anxiety. You're, fun has been outlawed all over the place, pretty much. Well, you shouldn't be having fun anyway, because after all, people are dying. So uh, who are you to have fun? And I see a lot. Uh, and oh, yeah, your face is covered, can't smile, can't laugh. And 98% of businesses are closed. I mean, that that's like... What you're seeing right now is, is a great little communist utopia out there. So, and then it's like, okay, well, we're doing this for the virus, but I, I'm not looking at that. I'm seeing the end result and I'm thinking, okay, this must have been by design. You don't think that Satan works that in, in the minds and the, the spirits of the political people that have not given their lives to Christ? Absolutely, he does. You don't think Satan works at oh Satan loves working in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. And the only thing I can think, because w we're beyond this. You, all you have to do is look at the look at the numbers and do the math yourself. Don't listen to the news media and they're they're um graphics that have like fire behind it's like the coronavirus and like fire is coming up behind it and da-da, you know don't and then there, don't look don't look at all that okay just put that aside I, I don't know why anybody looks at that anyway um but just go to the website look at the numbers and do the calculation and you'll see that it, it's it's not adding up so the only question that makes sense now is if they if if they're continuing this shutdown and continuing what's going on which is oppression then that's and and these results are mass misery that must be what the people that are putting this forward want to see happen why would you think otherwise But let me put the hope at the end, okay? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the veil has been put pulled across a lot of people and I and there doesn't need to be a, a reopening of the economy or a reopening of the uh, the beaches and things like that. There needs to be a reopening of the world's eyes and i see a great reopening just on the corner it's already happening now and we need to get closer to jesus christ than we ever have before right now is the time to be on our knees right now is the time to be seeking god more than we've ever sought god before and uh there's almost there's almost a part of me that uh I don't want to say glad for all this, but, you know, there's – something's being awakened in people all across the world, and something big is going on. And the time comes down right now. This is not about Republican, Democrat, or Libertarian, or – communist or this comes down to good versus evil this comes down to whose side are you going to be on are you going to be on the side of god or are you going to be on the side of the world which is huge you can see it you can see it clear as anything right now the spiritual battle that's going on. I don't see how anybody could not see the massive spiritual battle that's happening right now. And the it's it the time has come for a decision of whose side you're going to be on. Because right now you can go running into the arms of God. And you know what? This this was something something that Something drove me away from God. I'm uh um I'm in recovery from alcoholism. I've had struggled with a lot of suicidal thoughts in the past. I, I've um struggled with deep, deep depressions and uh and bouts with intense despair. And uh the every time the the answer was always just running into the arms of God the Father because he's there. And I resisted him so much because I didn't want to be like this guy. I didn't want to be like that guy. Oh, that guy is fully surrendered to God and he's a weirdo. I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. But God did not have a cookie cutter plan for everybody. God has a specific plan for you. He made you a certain way. He made you with desires. And, those, the, and, the, and and I'm not talking about the fleshly desires, which is everything. Everybody's got fleshly desires. These are the desires that the animals share with us. the The sins of the flesh, those fleshly desires, those things are, that's not what I'm talking about. Why do you think God made you the way you are? Why do you think God made you to love the beach? Why do you think God made you to love music? Why do you think you're like that? Why do you think God made you to like to talk? Why do you think God made you the way he did? Because he created you and knew what time you were going to be born in and, and created you with a plan that you would be able to, uh, to carry out that plan. But that's up to you whether you're going to do it or not. But if that that's what kept me wanting to not be fully surrendered to God. But I know that he has a a plan for you. He has a plan for me and a lot of times that gets revealed in troubling times. And it takes risks and it takes standing up for what's right. But you know what when you have God on your side and you know you're walking in his will then you know, and what, those criticisms and that, that, that anger that comes from people and that resistance that will come th- from the enemy through people, it just doesn't affect you as much when you know full well that you're walking in God's will. So, Father God, I just pray for everybody who is listening to this show right now, God. I just pray that they completely seek you and their will. And then I pray that you will bring that fearlessness that you promise and that freedom that you promise and that hope that you promise and that boldness that you promise that comes with your spirit. I pray right now in Jesus' name that that comes into everybody's life right now who is saying this prayer with me right now. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Chris Nelson. Thanks for listening.